Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Good afternoon, Ryan Tutel, Dalton Wannis. Here's some sports news for you. For the first time in a generation, Sentinel and Hellgate will square off with the City Prep Football Championship on the line Friday night at Missoula County Public Stadium. Hellgate has not defeated Sentinel in eight years, and the last time Hellgate had a chance to win the city title came in 2011. The last time Sentinel and Hellgate played for the Garden City Bragging Rights with Big Sky already eliminated was in 2002. Number three Spartans, led by University of Montana commit Jackson Lee, are 5-1 heading into the contest, including a 35-7 victory over Big Sky last week. Behind the stellar two-way play of Utah State basketball commit Raleigh Wooster, Hellgate jolted out to its first 3-0 start since 1987. The Knights have lost two straight since then, but still remain in contention for their first city title since 2003 and their first playoff berth of the 21st century. The Big Sky girls and Hellgate boys soccer teams claimed the Missoula City titles on Thursday afternoon. Big Sky senior Hannah Santa Maria scored the only goal of the match to lift the Eagles to a 1-0 win. That victory helps Big Sky take over the top spot of the Western AA standings. The Hellgate boys remain undefeated, boasting their ninth win in 12 matches in a convincing fashion, 9-0 over the Eagles. Hellgate had 26 shots on goal to compared to just one for Big Sky. And finally, the Grizzlies on a bye tomorrow, Montana State. Their homecoming against Sacramento State, 2 o'clock kickoff. This ESPN Sports Center is presented by Clark Fork Law. It's five o'clock on a Friday, boys and girls. Your weekend is here. The dance party begins. Tutel Nuanas here with you. Thanks for letting us 
escort you down the aisle into your weekend. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy. Online at KurtzPolaris.com. Uh, if you missed anything in the first hour, listen on the podcast. Podcast available all over the place. Wherever you get your podcast, you can get the Two Tell Nuanas podcast. It's there thanks to the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. Also, check out the uh, new FCS Speculators. Tomorrow, FCS football over the place. You want to know about the games in the Big Sky Conference and games nationally against the number, what the numbers even are, what they mean. We'll tell you. FCS Speculators, a betting podcast, out now. You want to call 329-1899, the phone number, all guests. Join us via the Rangage Brothers RV phone line. And one of those guests every Friday, Mike Dugar from The Athletic. Cover this the Seahawks. 12 for the 12. So how about that? It's Friday, boys and girls, and you know what that means. It's time... To do a little something for the Seahawks fans. 12 minutes for the 12s right now with our good buddy from The Athletic, Mike Dugar, obviously with us every week, and he uh, covers the Seattle Seahawks for The Athletic. Mike, how you doing, man? I'm I'm good. I'm good. I was just, just reading a book uh, for you guys called. I, I love love reading. So whenever I get some downtime, I uh, always try to do that. Well, of course, now we got to ask you what, what, what you got. What are you looking at? Uh, this week I'm reading, well, this month, I guess, uh, Movies and Other Things by Shea Serrano. Mm. Super, super funny cat. If you guys don't follow Shea on Twitter, man, it's that, absolutely hilarious. Probably one of awesome. the best if, if he would just capitalize the words, it would be even better for me. He leaves all the words <laughs> uncapitalized, but he's hilarious. It's part of his shtick. But uh, the lowercase things, when I first started following him, I was like, what's this guy doing? But then I realized that's just his thing. That's what he does. <laughs> he is yeah, funny, Once though. you understand Shea, like, all the jokes become like twice as funny. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, Mike, let's talk about the Seattle Seahawks. Obviously, coming off a, 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 another, you know, a, ma- a strong performance uh, last Thursday. Th- that's the thing about the Thursday night games is you, you they, people hate playing the Thursday night, but then you do get almost a, a semi bye week out of it and a, and a long, you know, uh, uh, time off, and then playing Cleveland this week, who had to play on Monday, so they're actually a little bit of a shorter week for the Browns. And also coming off an absolutely embarrassing performance, frankly, against the San Francisco 49ers. Seattle on the road at Cleveland. Cleveland has been Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Seattle has been pretty consistent this year. What do you think about this matchup on Sunday? Uh, well, I think, yeah, Cleveland's kind of have like a Dr. Jekyll, Hyde type of thing. But Baker's been consistently just, what is going on? Like right. in, in, in every game, uh, really. I know the Ravens and the numbers uh, were better. But, I mean, we really... Everything for me starts with the quarterback, right? If you ask me why the Seahawks are playing really well, well, it's the quarterback. He's playing out of his mind, right? If you ask me why the Browns aren't, like, lighting it up like everyone told us they would in, like, April, uh, it's because the quarterback isn't lighting it up like everyone told us they would uh, in April. So every every game, that's what I'm looking for with this team. Obviously, there's some scheme stuff that I look at, but I, I leave that more to, my, to the film guys that I, that I trust a little bit more when, like, analyzing Freddie Kitchens, who's probably, like, the second person uh, at fault in this whole thing, you know, his first year coach. So when the team stinks, I'd look at him like, Hey, maybe he doesn't know what he's doing, right. uh, which is very much a possibility here, but really Baker underperforming. I think he leads the league in interceptions, which is a clear sign that you're not a QB for me. I'm really hard on QBs to turn the ball over. I know interceptions are always their fault. Like the one, the kid dropped uh, in the end zone, like yeah, that's totally him, touchdown and a pick, right? Like, literally. So right. I don't put all of them uh, on him. I haven't seen all eight of his picks, but, a guy who turns the ball over is bad. So, I mean, for the Seahawks, you're going into this with a guy who's going to get the ball in your hands. So uh, it's looking like a favorable matchup. 
now I I'm totally with you on on Baker Mayfield, and obviously he hasn't just been playing below par; he's been pe- playing flat out poorly. But also, to me, this Browns offensive line has been really bad this year. And I mean, you talk about dropping back and not having any time and scrambling around. And I think there's a lot of this is, that is on Baker, and he's missed guys and made poor decisions. But also, I mean, he is he is not being helped out by the guys up front. To me, you, are you seeing that too? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Actually, well, a lot of it from, from the eye test. It's weird. The O-line thing, like, if you watch the games, you're like, wow, this O-line uh, stinks. However, um, I'm really against the TV angles that they show us now, now that they've given us a taste of, like, the, the angle from directly behind the QB. Right. Oh, you get that tape? I want that tape. Yeah, man, that's, that's, that's how you evaluate, because, like, I can only see the O-line, right? So I can only really be critical of them. I have no idea if there was some dude wide open in the middle of the field unless uh you know Steratore or Collinsworth or whoever's calling the game maybe Romo says oh yeah no he had this guy uh wide open so you know, you never really know right like Baker's Baker's O-line is like really good in uh ESPN's pass block win rate uh metric I think they're like a top 10 team and like Baker has like some of the most time to throw in the league according to like next gen stats so how bad are they how bad is Baker you know, it's hard to say when you just watch. You want to get an angle that shows you the O line uh, when it when it gets like ran over like that. Now, my my guess is probably that they're all just playing bad, right? <laughs> right? And teams two and three, no one's really playing great. I mean, look at the receivers; their numbers aren't great. Odell had one good game, uh, you know, when he beat up on a Jets team that sucks. So, I mean, yeah, the O line's probably bad, but I think they're no worse than what the receivers are doing and 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 what Baker's doing. One thing we talk about on our show all the time, and I, I obviously have a little bit of a bias as a former offensive lineman myself, but it seems as if fantasy football has made people understand so much about just the personnel in the league, especially on the offensive side of the ball. But we've seen it so many times when a team doesn't prioritize the offensive line. And you might have headliners like the Browns do. They have headliners at the skill positions, but their offensive line, eh, work in progress. The Seahawks, we've seen it so much too. The Seahawks probably used to have more brand-name skill players than they do right now. When the line was bad, they weren't nearly as good as they are now. So in your mind, how important has that been just to this last couple years, but particularly this year, the fact that they've actually fortified their offensive front, the Seahawks? I mean, it's it's been huge. I think the skill positions have been – or, not, excuse me, like the talent they brought in at those spots. But I think the bigger thing was really getting rid of the guy who was, who was in charge uh, and Tom Cable because, I mean, you look at – like not every guy who's who's left here and been under a new coach has like thrived. I think Reese Odiambo was able to find a job elsewhere. Um, I think Mark Lewinsky is like starting and playing well, <laughs> right? And he's not good uh, here. But then like Luke Jokel, wherever he's at, he's probably given up a sack. Uh, so it's it, it's give or take. But for the most part, I think getting rid of Tom uh, was a huge part of it, and obviously adding Dwayne uh, that helps a lot. And then they went and got like good run blockers. Which, which was huge, but then they're, like, teaching run blocking a lot better. I think Solari's done a, a really good job. Because if nothing else, we learned in, like, the last of uh, those six or seven years, whatever, with Tom Cable as the O-line coach, that the guy getting their his hands on these dudes fresh out of college is really important and really impactful. Like, not only was he getting his hands on them first, he was, uh, like, he had a hand at personnel. You know, that, that was huge. They gave him a lot of control. And you even look at, like, the Raiders, as soon as he goes there, a, they have the worst O-line in the league. B, they take a left tackle on the you know first round, and he stinks, <laughs> right? Like I think he's playing better uh, now this year, but like 
you look at how influential that dude was. I think getting him out the door and bringing in uh, some vets who, you know, had some talent. I think everyone on the Seahawks O-line, uh, it was either a first round or a second round pick, right? Like that's, that's part of it. That's A, and then B is getting getting Tom out the door. Mike Dugar joining us. He covers the Seahawks for The Athletic. You can follow him on Twitter, at Mike Dugar, and uh, easy enough that way. Joins us every Friday, talk 12 minutes with uh, for the 12s of the Seattle Seahawks. And, uh, Mike, I thought the game that uh, that Russell played against the Rams on Thursday was was one of the best games that I've ever seen him play. I mean, he goes for 268 and four touchdowns, incredibly efficient, but also just the way that he is the one who made that happen uh, on on Thursday was, was as impressive as it gets. But on the outside, where are we at with Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf? I know Will Disley's been playing really well, but – they're, the weapons aren't as numerous, it seems, as they once were. Who are guys that you're looking at, and how are they playing at the skill position spots, especially wide receiver right now? Well, the great thing about the receiver group for Russell is that whoever he throws to is catching it, right? Even if the announcers may not even know who it is. Right. right. Like, how many, how many people watching the Steelers game saw Malik, uh, Malik Turner catch those three or four passes or whatever? It was like, oh, I know that guy. Like, no one was. Right. right. Like, I was. Uh, of course, but like, how many people were really, really, really following that way, right? Like, how many people were really on board with like, oh, Nick Vanette as like a great pass catching option? Although I think Nick had really great hands. They all have great hands. Is the bottom line of what I'm saying? Jerron has really great hands. Uh, you know, Tyler catches everything you throw to him. He's probably catching a pass right now, somewhere. Right. Maybe not from Russ. Maybe he's catching a water bottle like in the hallway uh, from from someone throwing it to him. Right. But he's catching something right now. I'm sure. But that's the great part about why Russell's able to be so efficient. Because, like, you look at it all the time. He's not throwing. Like, he's accurate, but he's not throwing, like, the easiest balls to catch. Like, yeah, every, every once in a while he drops something in someone's lap, like he did on that DK touchdown against the Rams. Every once in a while he's just throwing that out of bounds. And Tyler's like, nah, man, I'm going to turn this in the, in the six. And so because everyone on the team has such great hands, not to mention uh, David Moore uh, as well, like, it just makes it so much easier for us. Like, so it doesn't really matter if there's names or not, or the volume. Whoever he's throwing to has really got really soft hands, knows how to get open. For the most part, these guys can make some tough catches. David Moore has done it before. Uh, Tyler's really good at it. Even DK showed it uh, in the first couple weeks. So I think that's the, the bigger thing. Like, you don't need names in this league. You could honestly, to go big picture, you could argue against needing like an elite guy or like some highest-paid guy basically at every position because you can always point to a Super Bowl team that's probably won it without such and such. People make the argument mostly with receivers when they're against like paying, you know, Odell Beckham or something. Hey, no team has won the Super Bowl with the highest paid receiver. But you can really go down the line and do that with just about every spot, like even quarterback. Look at the Eagles, you know, look at the Giants, the Eli. You can just boom, 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 do it. So the Seahawks are just like, cool, we got a quarterback. We're just going to make everything else work. And Russ is so good, he just makes everything else work. Is this the highest level he's ever played at? Ooh, that's a good That's a good question. It's definitely the most efficient. I, I think if he had uh, 2015, he was really, really, really good. Remember that stretch, like the last 10 or 11 games of 2015, him and Doug decided to just light the world on fire. <laughs> that was really, really fun. You know, he probably, going looking back at some of the numbers on that, he probably should have won MVP uh, that year. But Cam Newton, I think, won like 14 games, 15, uh, 15 actually, yeah. games, yeah. and got them to the Super Bowl. So that's why Cam 
ultimately won it. And Cam's number one receiver that year was Ted Ginn Jr. So if you're going to grade on the curve, oh my God, that's definitely <laughs> uh, in, in Cam's favor. So I would say it's probably between right now, where he's just lighting it up and not turning it over. That's huge. No turnovers, like I mentioned before. That's huge for me. Even though he has three fumbles, hasn't lost uh, any of them. So, hmm. yeah, I, I, I would I would say, though, he's just so efficient right now. And it's not – he's got the highest completion percentage in the league, but it's not because he's, like, check down Charlie. You know, like, Russ lets it fly. <laughs> you know, he's a playmaker. So, yeah, I would, I would say right now is probably his best. I think that 2015 run is probably second place. We talked so much and so heavily about the Seahawks, as we should. Michael Sean Dugar from The Athletic joining us for our tw- weekly 12 for the 12s. But i got to ask you just about the, the, broadly about the NFL. Where do you think the Seahawks fit into the league right now, five or six weeks in? Are, are they a top-five team? Are they a top-ten team? Are they an NFC favorite? Where do you think the Seahawks fit in, and what do you just think of the landscape of the league right now? Uh, I want to throw out the AFC just because, like, it's, it's the Patriots versus everybody. Okay. <laughs> My goodness. It's just like no matter what, the Patriots find a way to just still be good. Right? I was Even saying that last year, night. They, I said that yesterday on our show. The Bill Belichick and Tom Brady and, and you know the Rob Gronkowski and A.B. drama and all this stuff overshadows the fact that the Patriots might actually have, one, the best defense that they've ever had, and two, the best defense in the league. Yeah, and it's, it's like my, my homie texted me. He said, he, he's, you know, he's from Seattle, so he hates the Patriots. He says, man, Tom Brady sucks. I said, yeah, man, he looks like, uh, he looks like 2015 Peyton Manning. Then I was like, ah, oh, damn. 2015 Peyton Manning won the Super Bowl, right? Like, you know, because he had right. a really good, good defense uh, that year. That's actually the year they beat uh, Cam and the Panthers. So, yeah, it, the Patriots are really just unfair. Some years they may have a crappy defense, and then Tom Brady lights it up, right? This year it looks like Tom Brady's arm is a noodle, uh, and they have the best cornerback in the league and a defense that doesn't give up any points unless Golden Tate makes, like, the hardest catch ever. Right. Like, that's it. So I, I want to scrap the AFC for a second. Go to the NFC. It's anyone's like it's up for grabs, and it's really like that almost every year when you think about it. Like last year, I thought the Saints, you know, were clearly a lot better than everyone else. Uh, like the year before that, I think the Vikings had won a bunch of games, and like now they stink. Like every year, it seems like there could be some new top dog. Like the Panthers were the flavor of the month in 2015, and the Niners and Seahawks had a few runs where they were the best. But every year, it was it's always a battle because you can never rule out like Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you can never really rule out the Seahawks, and there's always just you know a team with a really good QB. Like, look at the Niners right now. They probably think they're the best. The Saints probably think they're the best. If I had to rank the top three teams, I'd probably go Saints, Niners, because their defense is really good, and maybe the Seahawks, maybe maybe top yeah top three. Yeah, that, that sounds right. I don't have faith in the Cowboys, and Aaron Rodgers doesn't look as great as he has in the past either, so I'm not sure about the Packers, although their defense is good too, just not as good as the Niners. So I'd say top three right now, but I mean, you get shellacked by Cleveland on, on Sunday, and that drops all the way out of like probably the top ten. Right? So it, it's week to week, but right now they should be feeling pretty good. Well, it is week to week, and this week it is Cleveland, and it is in Cleveland, uh, which is always an interesting place to play for sure. The Seahawks a one-and-a-half point favorite. I think people maybe think that they would be a, a bigger favorite, but again, when Cleveland plays 
well. When they play at their best, they do have great talent in Cleveland and and a home game and one that they really need. I mean, it's a kind of a it's not quite desperation time for Cleveland, but this is a huge game for the Browns. Uh, but Seattle, very good in their own right. We already obviously covered how great Russell Wilson has been uh, and so much better than Baker Mayfield that it almost is the overwhelming backdrop to this game to me. But I'm interested to know what do you think? You already said it's a good matchup for the Seahawks. You like to see Seattle on Sunday? I do. I do. I like it to be low scoring because I don't take the Browns' defense lightly, especially their, their guys up front. When you got somebody like Miles Garrett, man, uh, I, I forgot about this too. I forgot to ask Jermaine about it. There's a, uh, there's a Bleacher Report uh, feature on Miles Garrett, who I believe went to Texas A&M. Uh, also went to Texas A&M with Jermaine Effetti. Mm. Uh, I forget how many years they are apart. Let's see. Miles is the 2017 or 16 first overall, and Jermaine's like 2016 or something like that. So they're pretty close. There's a scene in there that the, the author paints. I think he works for us now, actually, uh, where basically Jermaine gets so upset that he's getting beat by Miles that he just like tries to fight Miles. And they actually do fight, I think, in the in the scene. Anyway, that's just I'm just saying that to say Miles is really good, uh, and he knows how to beat uh, Jermaine Defetti. Yeah, right? and that's that's a problem. And at this point, with Dwayne having a bad arm or maybe bad arms, I'm not sure. He's being listed on the injury report with biceps plural. Uh, maybe he he knows how to beat Dwayne too. The pass blocking hasn't been great, so because of that, I'm not just going to just say all oh, the Browns are just going to get destroyed, even though they're coming off getting destroyed. Right, because every week is different, game plans are different, yada yada yada. Right. Uh, so I think the Seahawks win something like twenty-three to sixteen. Yeah, let's let's go with something something close because the Seahawks only know how to play close games. That's uh, right, <laughs> and not too high scoring because I have respect for for both defense. Mike Dugar covers the Seattle Seahawks for the Athletic. Joins us every Friday to uh, talk about the Seahawks and their upcoming game. You can find him on Twitter, at Mike Dugar. You can also listen to the Seahawks Man-to-Man podcast. Everywhere you get your podcast, you can listen to him on that, talking Seattle Seahawks football. Mike, appreciate the time as always. All right. Thank you guys for having me. There you go. Mike Dugar, appreciate that very much. Uh, Seattle, again, uh, against the Browns. 11 a.m. kickoff. We'll have the pregame for you starting at 9 o'clock on Sunday. And uh, we'll see, first of all, which Browns team shows up. And then we know which Seattle team is going to show up. Will it be good enough? Probably. Uh, But uh, it's always fun to watch. That's why we're into it. Let's do some picks against the spread, shall we? And do you want to have a bar tab on us, the KDO Keefs? Well, sure you do. We'll give that away as well right after this. Hey, Cleaning your gutters is miserable. It's muddy, it's mucky, it's wet, it does not smell good. And you go down on your ladder, maybe you fall off your roof, Mm, bad news, bad news. Take the risk right out of it. Go to MissoulaGutterCleaning.com. Online, MissoulaGutterCleaning.com. Get an estimate right now. They're insured, they're capable, they have all the tools, they're fun, they're going to be an enjoyable group for you to have over. Okay, and they're going to take care of all of the mess of your gutters, get them functioning well, protect your house, okay, protect the areas around the foundation, get your gutters clean the way they're supposed to be right now. MissoulaGutterCleaning.com, an estimate online, and then when the job is done, you get a $20 gift card to your favorite brewery or coffee shop. How great is that? Uh, Very is the answer. Very great. MissoulaGutterCleaning.com, online. Go right now. MissoulaGutterCleaning.com. Colt, there's something people may not know about us, but we work at a company. Imagine that. We don't just broadcast from our bedrooms. 
I mean, I've wanted to work from home, but the studio is here, and we also have to do sales things, and we also have a marketing department, and we also have a general manager and a program director. We are a very integrated unit here. We even have office telephones. The only voicemail you have that's not full. That is a fact, and it's not full because Blackfoot gives me enough space to have it all. And Blackfoot has all the things that we use for our business to make it run functionally. In fact, did you know that today's phone solutions are changing the way businesses operate? To communicate more effectively with colleagues and customers, companies are turning to hosted voice. You know what they call hosted voice solutions? VoIP. What is VoIP? Well, they're the hosted voice solutions that keep up with the business demands. And Blackfoot has their own hosted voice solution, or VoIP. It's called Ergo. Sounds elegant. Ergo certainly is elegant. It's also secure, scalable, and state-of-the-art with 24-7 local account management and support. If you're interested in learning how Ergo can support your business needs, visit goblackfoot.com slash voice to learn more. One more time, it's visit goblackfoot.com backslash voice. Blackfoot takes care of us, Coulter, and it can take care of you. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Good evening, Brian Tutel, Colton Nuanas. Here's some sports news. 90 minutes from now, for the first time in a generation, Sentinel and Hellgate will square off with the City Prep Football Championship on the line. This is happening at Missoula County Public Stadium, if you're wondering. Hellgate has not defeated Sentinel in eight years, and the last time Hellgate had a chance to win the city title came in 2011. The last time Sentinel played Hellgate for the city title was in 2002, going way back. Spartans are 5-1. and one. The Knights are 3-2, and two, both in heavy playoff contention. But in breaking news, facility upgrades coming at Montana State. They just announced this afternoon that the athletic department has raised $18 million for the Bobcat Athletic Complex, the single largest fundraising campaign in university history. The addition plan for the north end zone of Bobcat Stadium will be home to the MSU's football program. The 40,000-square-foot addition will take place the construction right after this season, planned to open 2021. The Big Sky girls and Hellgate boys soccer teams claim the Missoula City titles Thursday afternoon. Big Sky senior Hannah Santa Maria scored the only goal of the match and they'll lift the Eagles to a 1-0 win. The victory helps Big Sky take over the top spot in Western AA standings. The Hellgate boys remain undefeated. They're uh, 9-0, 9-0 win over the Eagles. They're uh, got nine wins in 12 games so far this season. NFL weekend forthcoming. Let's pick some games against the spread. It's Tutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy. I'm on at KurtzPolaris.com. If you want to listen live and you're out of the market, or maybe it's just easier to listen on your device, your tablet, your computer, your phone, what have you, go to the uh, World Wide Web, 1029ESPN.com. That's our website. You listen live, you listen to the stream. The stream is there all the time. You can listen to the station anytime you'd like. The stream is available thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. That's how you do it with Opportunity Bank and the Tutel and Nuanas stream. Well, the ESPN stream, Tutel and Nuanas on it. Uh, Coulter, it is time now to uh, do some picks against the spread. Brought to us by our friends over at Katie O'Keefe's. 
Hey, Colton, we got five games to pick here. And then at the end, guess what? We're going to give you a bar tab to KDOQ. So how's that sound? Yeah? Have some fun picking some games. And then, I don't know, saunter on in for a beverage or two. You know? It's a nice way to do it. Philadelphia at Minnesota. Your Minnesota Vikings, a three-point home favorite against the Philadelphia Eagles. I got the Vikings. Vikings are really good at home. The Vikings are running the ball pretty darn well. I think that uh, Kirk Cousins has looked pretty darn bad against elite defenses. I don't think the Eagles have an elite defense. I do think that they have a good defense. I don't think it's on par with, say, the Bears or the Patriots. They're, they're, They're good. They are, but I do think that Minnesota's run game will help them stay ahead. I think this will be a straight slugfest, and Minnesota's going to have to play well, and Kirk Cousins is going to have to not implode. The biggest factor to me right now in Minnesota is what sort of distraction is Stephon Diggs because Stephon Diggs threw a temper tantrum last week, got fined $200,000, and then Captain Kirk went out and dimed up Adam Thielen all Sunday, threw him two touchdowns, and didn't give Diggs hardly a look at all. So that sort of thing can boil over, especially when you have prima donna receivers that are Trying to make it all about them. We'll see if that is a distraction, but I think that uh, you know, for for the glaring weakness that is Kirk Cousins and the Vikings' offense, the Vikings are still lights out on defense, and they are have a much improved run game, particularly because of Dalvin Cook's renewed health. Uh, if I'm comparing these two teams, Minnesota is the better team defensively, mm-hmm. no doubt, mm-hmm. but Philadelphia is still good defensively. Yep, Minnesota is hands down the better running team. Yep. And Dalvin Cook is is right now a top five back in the NFL. I mean, the way he's going, it's it's phenomenal. They are at home. I mean, he's been the best running back in the NFL thus far. Yeah. I mean, he has. I mean, he's averaging 100-something yards per I mean, I, I would I would probably still go with uh, 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 Chris McCaffrey on that. But, yes. Whew. Are you kidding me? I mean, McCaffrey's lighting it up. He's got 868 yards from scrimmage. I mean, there's no denying the numbers. He scored like 50 fantasy points last week. Yes, he did. It's just amazing to me. say. Yeah, I, I, it's, um, it's just amazing. It's so the running back position in the NFL is so crazy. Yeah, because if you are the fresh guy who's getting the touches, then you can be the best guy for a moment. Yeah, but then what happens? You know, you're one play away, and it's the position where you're one play away more than any other position in the league. Uh, so uh, all of that goes in favor of of uh, of the Minnesota Vikings. But here's the thing: they're they're. They're not overwhelmingly better than Philadelphia in those areas. They they probably are on the ground. I mean, I don't know. Overwhelming is too strong, but they're they're they are clearly better on the ground than what what Philadelphia is. Philadelphia is kind of manufacturing it on the ground, and they're they're being successful. But the the Vikings are great on in the run game with Dalvin Cook and with that offensive line. But the team and the position that that is the most best or more better to say it awfully in two different ways than the other team is in the pass game and at quarterback. And that is with Carson Wentz and the Philadelphia Eagles compared to Minnesota and Kirk Cousins. And I think Philadelphia is flat out better. I think Doug Peterson's a better coach. Wrong. And I think Philadelphia is a better football team. That's wrong. I got Philadelphia not covering winning this football game. Philadelphia's not better. Better. They're not. Carson Wentz is better, but they're not better. Here's the thing. Let me ask you this. Do a, do a little math, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay? If a team is better in 21 of 22 positions, mm-hmm. okay, but that position, and I'm not saying this is a fact. It's not. But, but if the one position that the other team is better makes up 50% of the success of the team, then that is 
overwhelmingly more important. I just think and, you underrate the Vikings' defense, man. The Vikings have one of the three best defenses in the league. They have one of the five best defenses in the league. Patriots, Bills, Vikings, and Bears. I, I would say Bears, the, Niners right now. Vikings are better, though, man. They have better players. The Vikings have elite players. They're the best safety in the league. I mean, Harrison Smith's the best safety. He's the best strong safety in the NFL. According to Pro Football Focus grading tape over the last three years, he is the best safety in the NFL. What's he been over the last five weeks? That's the question I got. Well, I mean, he's got the highest rating of any safety in the league right now through five games. The Minnesota Vikings are 3-2. and two. They beat the Falcons, gave up only 12 points. Phenomenal. They lost to the Packers. They gave up 21 points in the first quarter, shut them out after that. They beat the Raiders, held them to 14 points. They lost to the Bears, even though they only gave up 16 in what was just, you know, the ugliest game of uglies that you could possibly have. And then the Giants, who stink, they held the 10 points. They have been very good on defense. They are one of the best. They're an elite defense in the NFL. Yep. Okay. All I'm saying is that that there's no there's no argument between us on this. I just think that Philadelphia, I believe in the Eagles. Uh, yeah, it's good. Okay. Of all the everybody this thought, is gonna be a good game. Every, oh, it's gonna be a great game. One of the yep. games of the week. Uh what everybody thought when the Vikings were knocking on the door, they went thirteen and three with Case Keenan as their quarterback. And the narrative was if they could just get uh, uh, you know, above average to elite quarterback, they'd be in the money. And then they went after Kirk Cousins. Yeah. I, I hated it from the day, well, from the first day they tried to do it. And then giving them that guaranteed money and everything just makes you stuck. If there was a quarterback in the league that I would want the Vikings to get and a quarterback in the league that would fit their offense and a quarterback in the league that would fit just Minnesota in general, it's Carson Wentz. Imagine if Carson Wentz played for the Vikings. Being a Fargo, North Dakota kid, I mean, from three hours away, his Midwest personality, his style, yep. the way that he—I mean, he would—the Vikings would be the overwhelming Super Bowl favorite if they had Carson Wentz. Well, uh, but they don't. They got Captain Kirk, yes, which is why did. it's going to be a good game. All right. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite water slides. That's right. They got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home even when you're not. The Seattle Seahawks, we obviously talked to Mike Dugar about the Seahawks. He likes the Seahawks to win uh, by about nine points in this one, eight, nine points. Seattle is a one-and-a-half-point favorite on the road in Cleveland. Uh, I'm going to pick the Seahawks in this one. I this is, this is, oddly enough, more about Cleveland than it is about Seattle because Seattle has been very consistent, which is the mark of a good team. Cleveland has been hugely inconsistent, which is the mark of – not necessarily a bad team, but a young team. Uh, they haven't been consistently bad. They've been truly inconsistent, which means occasionally they've been good. So if Cleveland is good, this is going to be a really good football game that Cleveland could win. If Cleveland is bad, they're going to get boat raced by Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. In either case, even if Cleveland plays well, I still think Seattle, I mean, Seattle's the better football team. Uh, they're, they're certainly the better coach team. They have by far the better quarterback 
right now. And uh, and everything else is sort of like, well, uh, you know, okay. I mean, look, Miles Garrett is he, he's he is on the verge of being as good as it gets. He's in, he's not there, but he is on his way to being in the Aaron Donald. Khalil Mack conversation. And the craziest part is he's even more physically gifted than those yes, guys. Yes, he is. I mean, he's one of the most physically gifted players ever. I Do mean, you remember the stories of Miles Garrett when he was coming out of high school? ESPN body issue, people. That's all I got to say to you about Miles Garrett. I mean, the guy, the guy when he was in high school, people were talking about, well, first of all, they were saying he could go to the NFL straight out of high school. Hmm. They're saying that he could have been a, he could have played the Big 12 in basketball. I mean, the guy's just, he's just a freak. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah, he's he's great. The picture of him carrying his pads from training camp with his shirt off, you're like, that guy weighs 290 pounds. How is this possible? Not possible. He looks like a 175-pound fitness model, but he's yes. 6'6", 290. How? Uh, the, the one question, and I don't know the answer to this, is whether Denzel Ward's playing in this game. He was out last week. He's such a big part of what this defense is and on the back end uh, for the Cleveland Browns. Questionable is what his so, status so, is right now. And okay. Greedy Williams listed as questionable as well. Okay, so if, if those two guys come back, that's obviously huge for Cleveland. Uh, but look, if you're coming off the beatdown they came off of on Monday night and Seattle on long rest, I'm going to take the Seahawks minus one and a half. Yeah, I got the Hawks too. Okay. But the Browns got to prove it to me. Baker Mayfield does. Freddie Kitchens does. Definitely. No doubt. Uh, Coulter, this is going to be a, a, a great game, presumably a high scoring game. Houston, Kansas City. Uh, we saw uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes get hit actually a couple of times and have that ankle turn. He was limping significantly. Um, I'm not aware of you know his status being in doubt for this football game, but that doesn't mean that he will be 100% either. Uh, but this is, this is, you know, this is two, let's put it like this. This is the two best and most electrifying young quarterbacks in the NFL going head-to-head between Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. This is going to be a great game. Houston at Kansas City. Kansas City a four-point favorite in this one. I think the number is about right. I, 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 I like Kansas City to win a high-scoring, close football game. I think this is going to be a hugely entertaining game. Uh, I, I'm, I'm very much on the fence here on who to pick against the number on this. I mean, to me, this just comes down to the health of the Chiefs because Mahomes was limping around last week right. and he looked like a mortal for the first time in his NFL career, honestly. I mean, that was the first time. I think the stat was is it was the first time in Patrick Mahomes' career as either a college or professional starter that his team did not score at least 26 points. That's yes. an astounding stat. It's amazing. Stunning. But also, Tyreek Hill is a game-time decision for this. I mean, so He's been out the whole time, right, though, right, basically. Right, right, right. But, I mean, Andy Hill said, or Andy, Andy Hill, Andy Reid said he could be back this week. Who knows? But if he's back, is he 100%? I don't know. Is Patrick Mahomes 100%? I'm not sure either. So, I, I think that the number is actually about right. I think if those guys were healthy, I think that this is more like minus seven for the Chiefs. But they're not. And... The Texans are just like this self-fulfilling prophecy of tragedy. They get right down the wire. They can, I mean, Sean Watson will have you in every game. If he's got the ball last, he's going to give you a chance. But they somehow figure out how to lose these games yes, as often, if not more often than not. I think they also just got to figure out, they got to start force-feeding DeAndre Hopkins because he's just not getting the production that they are accustomed to him having. I mean, if if, if Will Fuller's going to score three touchdowns for you, then who cares, And right? it could have been five. Yeah. <laughs> Right, he got tackled at the so. two-yard line two different times. Yeah, um, this is going to be a fun game, too. I mean, this is uh, definitely, like you said, two of the most exciting players in the league. All right, so feet I got, to the I, fire. Got, I got the Chiefs. I like Arrowhead. I like Kansas City. It's so hard to pick against Mahomes at home right now, man, because yeah. even if he's hurt, like when you when you get hurt in the, in the game, then you're thinking about it. But if you have a week to prepare hurt, 
that you, you can at least settle in a little bit more, right? Yeah. You can learn how to favor it. Like when you're just trying to figure out in the midst of the game, that's hard. But I think you'll have at least a plan. Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 uh, I'm with you. I'm going to take Kansas City on this as well. How about this? Tennessee, t- Tennessee at Denver, the Denver Broncos. The Broncos are a two-point home favorite against the Tennessee Titans. The one and four Broncos, a home favorite here in this one. I know the Titans have actually been like better than people want to give them credit mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. The Titans are kind of like the Montana State Bobcats of the NFL, right? Like <laughs> they don't look sexy at all, but yeah. they have great lines, so they have a chance, right? And they have a tough-minded coach too. I think that you know, Vrabel kind of gets clowned on sometimes just because of his the way he talks and his antics and stuff. But he's he they've performed pretty well. I mean, I mean they're only two they're and t- three, but they're, they're two and three, but they. They were in it with the Bills. I mean, that was a slugfest, and the Bills are pretty good. They, they were in missed it with, four field goals in the game. I mean, right? Just, they lost I mean, on a late. Know? They lost on a late field goal to the Colts. The Colts are pretty good. I mean, they've been in these slugfests. I mean, the Jags pulled away late, but it took 240 rushing yards or whatever it was from Leonard Fournette. So, I mean, they they've been in slugfests, and I just don't know how the Broncos are a favorite. I, I think I know Mile High is a tough place to play, but I think I'm taking the Titans. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I. I the Broncos getting their first win because here's the thing: the Broncos, even though they're one and four, they've lost a ton of close games too. I mean, they, you know, shoulda, coulda, woulda against the Chicago Bears in Week Two. Uh, they were right there with the Jaguars, Gardner Minshew, you know, in Mile High. They lose that game by two. So you know, they get the win against the Chargers last week. They finally have the breakthrough after starting zero and four. So they're feeling pretty good about themselves. And you could you could sit here and and. You know, say uh, like this isn't like a team that could have won, but these are games that are 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 won in a lot of ways for the Broncos. And look, you don't do it unless you do it. I understand, but at the same time, they are they are quote better than one and four. They're they're a very mediocre team. I think that's better than a straight bad team. Yeah, Denver at home is always a, a tough place to play, and they and they you know don't tell the Broncos that they're out of it five weeks into the season. You know what I mean? They don't want to hear that. They don't believe this. So this is a big game for the Denver Broncos against Tennessee. So I, I guess I'll take the Broncos. Uh, I'm with you. I, I would feel a lot. I mean, I, I was surprised that the Broncos were favorites in this game on the line of minus two, uh, but I'll take them anyway and have them win by a field goal over Tennessee in, a, in a, what I think is going to be a close, low scoring football game. Last one here for you on the show. By the way, the other nine games uh, of the actually, I guess eight games. We'll pick the Monday night or on Monday. Okay, that's how that works. But uh, we got them up on the podcast for you. So if you want, if your game isn't here, we have done it for you already. It's up live right now. Two Telling the Wanders podcast. You can go listen to, listen to it on the podcast only side of things. Uh, but uh, the last one, Sunday night football, Pittsburgh at the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers. A seven-point favorite in this football game, and uh, the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers down to their third-string quarterback. Who is it? Devlin Hodges, the Hodges, the reigning Walter Payton Award winner from Sanford University. FCS Hodge Devlin Hodges going to be starting for this team, and you know what? Honestly. Now, after all the nice things I said about Mason Rudolph, I'm not convinced that that's not an improvement for the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> I mean, Mason Rudolph has not been looking great no, at he has not. all. And in limited show, Hodges looked okay, you know? Now, I mean, he went seven for nine. Yeah, I mean, okay. Now, here's the thing. 
this is you, you talk about a guy where there's no film on him. I mean, there's no film on Devlin Hodges, you know, to sit here. There's and, no pro-style film because oh, Sanford, they were running straight five wide all day. Just nothing. hucking the ball. So the Chargers will not be able to prepare, but this is so much more about the quarterback. Like, sometimes it's better for a guy to get – let's put it like this. T- Teddy Bridgewater, he needs to prepare. Now, he's a former starter, so he gets it too to an extent – but when he came in, the game that Drew Brees got hurt and had to just play, like, okay, come off the bench and play, awful, awful, bad, bad stink. When he's got some time to get ready to go with the coaching and everything, he's looking really good. There's other guys, though, that go the other way. They don't right. want it. Don't give me any game plan. Let me go out there and just let let my instincts take over. Now, with Hodges knowing that he's going to be the guy and get his first ever NFL start as a third stringer, who probably thought he was never going to play sitting there behind Ben Roethlisberger week one, he can either come through or he can be awful. You know, and and it's it's anybody's guess as to which you know which it is, which it's going to be. I will I will take uh, the Chargers at home minus seven over the Pittsburgh Steelers. <coughs> I, I don't want to, but I'm going to. I think the Chargers, you know, say win this thing by 10. By the way, the Chargers got to be one of the more disappointing teams. I mean, I'm only saying this based on the quarterback situation, but the Chargers got to be one of the more disappointing teams in the NFL right now, right? I mean, this is, this is, uh, you're supposed to, they were supposed to be the rival for Kansas City in this, in this thing and be in the playoffs for sure with all the talent that they got. And they're, and they're just, they're, they're not there. But Pittsburgh's in a tough spot, man, uh, and, and traveling across the country for Sunday night football here. So uh, we'll see. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see. There's some spread quarterbacks that have transitioned well, but then you look at what Luke Falk's done in New York the last couple of weeks, and it's been atrocious. And... So you just wonder when teams actually have a week to figure out a way to disrupt Devlin Hodges or guys like him. We'll see how they perform. Okay. So who are you taking? Man. So you thought you were going to get off the hook right there. No, I got the Chargers. Okay. We're both on the Chargers on Sunday night. Uh, there you go. Boys and girls, it's Friday. We want, to, we want you to enjoy yourself. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to set you up at Katie O'Keefe's with a $25 tab. How's that sound? Give us a call right now, 329-1899. It picks against the spread every Friday. Brought to us by our friends at Katie O'Keefe's. A great place. If you haven't been into Katie O'Keefe's, a major expansion renovation done inside their beautiful spot they got. Go in there and check it out no matter what. Call right now, 329-1899. You got yourself a $25 bar tab to Katie O'Keefe's. They got drink specials seven days a week, but don't forget their new drink special. Mondays and Thursdays, they got... Premium draft beers, premium shots for six bucks. Shot in a beer, six bucks. Pretty darn good. Get yourself rolling for Monday night football, Thursday night football. They also have an array of drink specials on the weekends as well. It's a great space, but also they don't have food, but that's okay. You can bring whatever food you want. There you go. So just bring in your pizza, bring in your Chinese food, whatever you need. Katie O'Keefe has got you covered. And when you go in the front door, make sure you turn left, go downstairs, see the brand new, beautiful, renovated, spacious, Wonderful place to watch football. Katie O'Keefe's 2100 Stevens, located in the Stevens Center, where the cocktails are always cold and the people are always friendly. On the other side, we can just set for the weekend on ESPN Radio and a two-minute mashup you're not going to want to miss right after this. Colt, there's something people may not know about us, but we work at a company. 
Imagine that. We don't just broadcast from our bedrooms. I mean, I've wanted to work from home, but the studio is here, and we also have to do sales things, and we also have a marketing department, and we also have a general manager and a program director. We are a very integrated unit here. We even have office telephones. The only voicemail you have that's not full. That is a fact, and it's not full because Blackfoot gives me enough space to have it all. And Blackfoot has all the things that we use for our business to make it run functionally. In fact, did you know that today's phone solutions are changing the way businesses operate? To communicate more effectively with colleagues and customers, companies are turning to hosted voice. You know what they call hosted voice solutions? VoIP. What is VoIP? Well, they're the hosted voice solutions that keep up with the business demands. And Blackfoot has their own hosted voice solution, or VoIP. It's called Ergo. Sounds elegant. Ergo certainly is elegant. It's also secure, scalable, and state-of-the-art with 24-7 local account management and support. If you're interested in learning how Ergo can support your business needs, visit goblackfoot.com slash voice to learn more. One more time, it's visit goblackfoot.com backslash voice. Blackfoot takes care of us, Coulter, and it can take care of you. To tell in Nuanes on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Missoula. The weekend is almost here. We're starting it off right. The NLCS Game One Nationals at Cardinals. how we do it on ESPN Radio. It's 2 Tale Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway and Missoula Highway 83 and Sealy online at KurtzPolaris.com. If you missed anything in the show, check it out on the podcast, the 2 Tale Nuanas podcast, available wherever you get your podcast. Just search 2 Tale Nuanas and listen. Also get the uh, FCS Speculators podcast there as well. Uh, happy to have those both out there. The 2 Tale Nuanas podcast brought to us by our friends at the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. Uh, big, big, big weekend in sports, and uh, we got it all for you here on ESPN Radio. NLCS, game one. We're sending you to St. Louis as soon as we're done here. First pitch at 6.08, and you're going to hear it all on ESPN Radio as the Washington Nationals and St. Louis Cardinals playing baseball. Then game two, how about tomorrow afternoon? Short turnaround, 1 o'clock on the air, 2 o'clock first pitch for game two of the Washington Nationals versus St. Louis Cardinals. 5 o'clock tomorrow, the absolute, yeah, it's the game of the year as far as I'm concerned in college football. The Florida Gators heading to Death Valley to take on LSU. College football, big time. Love, love night games in Death Valley. That's what it's about. We'll have that for you on ESPN Radio and then uh, on Sunday, Seahawks football all day long, followed by Game 2 of the ALCS Yankees at the Houston Astros Game 2 there. So, ton of stuff for you all weekend on ESPN Radio. Boys and girls, I love this. This is my favorite thing because, you know, everything else I kind of know what's going on. It is, you know, our show after all, culture I should know. David puts this together. I got no idea what's in it. It's great every time. It's time for the two telling nuances. Two-minute mashup. 
Well, I, I, I think all sorts of things. Hello, Montana. Matt Strzok has a great arm, but you could tell he's easily rattled. And I was getting texts from people that have been Grizz fans for 30-plus years that were saying, is Snead the best quarterback Montana's ever had? You know, it was just a great game by him. Smarty Torrey up the sideline all day long. Well, we just have a really great offense in general. Tackles for loss are not a thing against Cal Poly. Derek Marks had two in a row. Short fields for Cal Poly is just brutal. Still here. Still going. Not a lot of TV watching allowed in the Nuanas household when I was a little kid. There's a lot of ways to skin a cat. It seems to me that he's better when they're behind early. I thought he was a sweet college quarterback last year. And he was the Big Sky Conference newcomer of the year. I'm not so sure he couldn't play outside linebacker. I mean, he's ready to go hit somebody. He's not scared of anything. Right. He's not your typical pretty boy quarterback. Like, Case Cookus is only shooting threes and playing quarterback. I am a little loopy. I'm a fat guy. If you're watching Montana State, watch the offensive line. Watch the way that they operate. Montana State's run game operates better because the quarterback sucks. They should just put Troy Anderson on offense. Just snap it to the Minotaur and let him go. Okay, I'll talk. Once they sort of shut the door defensively and opened up the floodgates offensively, there was no going back. Like It was it was over. The big kid sat on the other side of the teeter-totter and then just shot Idaho State right off the seat. You know who should play a quarterback? A quarterback. Why not? Forward pass. It's going away anyways. Will Disley going to join us. Seattle Seahawks tight end. Former Washington Husky and former Bozeman Hawk. Go Hawks for sure. Coach Carroll's a ton of fun, man. Definitely enjoy being a Seahawk. Hopefully can be one for a really long time. It's really easy when you have a guy like Russ, you know, slinging the rock like he is. Keep trying to get in the playbook and, and be in the right place at the right time. That's the beauty of being from where I'm from. I go back and, you know, people just treat you like a normal guy. We were efforting you before the touchdowns, okay? We've been <laughs> trying to get you before all that. Mandatory attendance, bring your notebook. A hundred percent there will be snacks. If you are a jogger up the M trail, stop. We used to hike that thing with weighted backpacks. I did it with a weighted backpack. Mm. It was a kid in it. I don't really hate anything besides the bears. Oh, glory. Glory, glory, glory be. Brett Favre was not living nearly as clean as LeBron James is living. Oh, here we go. I mean, I'll do this weird fan thing like you guys. He's the greatest Packer of all time. It's not Barstar. Star. It's not Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> it's Brett Favre. Hey, boys. You gonna finish the hike? This might be the last anniversary that I would be celebrating. <laughs> When he put it all together, it's just like, man, take me out to pasture. This is what we did. This was I'm our a week. fat guy. This is our work. You, know, you should uh, just play that on repeat. I'm a fat guy. There are people out there trying to cure cancer, you know, try to feed, you know, the hungry, create peace of the world, and you and I, hey, run up the trail. Stop running up the M. That's our advice. Well, mine, anyways. I guess Sit not in your yours. car and listen to Two Tell Nuana. That's right. Just do it. Yeah, or at your house. You can watch us on TV. Yeah, nothing better to do. Two hours. All we ask is two hours a day, okay? And then the podcast. So four hours a day, okay? Call it three, four hours a day. That's not that much, okay? You can give us that much, at least, you know? We're here for you. It's free, for goodness sakes. What's free in the world anymore, Coulter? Nothing. We're sitting here imparting knowledge, giving of ourselves every single day. Glorious. Or to say dumb stuff because you drink too much caffeine. There is no such thing. I'm on Tommy. I'm with Tommy on this. No such thing. Coulter, who you got? NLCS. Not just tonight. Series. Cards. Nationals. Man, the, car- the Nationals have been working for a breakthrough for so long. It's so ironic how sometimes you build the whole thing. This is true across a lot of sports. You build the whole thing around one guy, and then when that guy leaves, then you have your breakthrough, 
right? Like they had Bryce Harper as the centerpiece of their franchise. Bryce Harper leaves. They finally win a playoff series. First time they've won a playoff series since they were the Expos, I believe. Yeah. That said, I, I got, I'm going Cardinals. What do you think? Max Scherzer is what I think. Backed up, not not poorly, by the way, by Steven Strasburg. I got the Nationals in a pretty good battle. I think the Nationals are going to win this. I think they're a little bit. There's a little bit of little bit of magic on the Nationals right now because they should have been out way before this. And in a lot of ways, they shouldn't have even made the playoffs, and they make it. Shouldn't have won the wild card game. They did, and then they definitely should not have beat the Dodgers, and they did. So I got the Nationals doing it in the AL. Yankees, Houston. Who you got? Houston. The most obvious answer ever. Now, see, for you who always talk about objectivity and all that kind of stuff, that was a straight anti-fan no, answer. No, what? They won 107 games with the best team in baseball. They have well, the best pitching staff in baseball, and they got a dynamite offense. Houston's good. I'm a fat guy. Yanks. <laughs> Yanks throws. Alpine. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus. 